more music at ninjaloaded.com. Every time I pray in your name, sickness is surrendered. Every time I speak through your word, circumstances give way. You are powerful. You are glorious. God of miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are powerful. You are glorious. God of miracles, my God, your name is holy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Holy. Holy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Holy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Holy. More music. Jaluded.com
More music at ninjaloaded.com. Amen. Understanding the kingdom concept. Nothing is more powerful than having the right knowledge and knowing what to do with such knowledge. Nothing is more powerful than that. Nothing is more powerful than a man that has the right knowledge and know what to what to do with such knowledge. <laughs> Nothing is more powerful than that. Nothing is also more powerful than or more dangerous rather than having the wrong knowledge and living by it. You see, the reason why we have terrorists today is not really because of hunger. As a matter of truth, most terrorists, uh, if you want to talk about financially, they are fine. Most terrorists. Or let me put it this way. Most ter- because the fact that you 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 are a terrorist and you get yourself guns, expensive guns, expensive um, ammo, expensive ammo tanks, expensive um, grenades, and a lot of weapons that will cost millions of dollars to be able to purchase, and you gather all your wealth to acquire such weapons to go about bombing yourself killing people going to places killing people of your kind it's not really about hunger it's not really about um, they need money no it's about a misconception somebody somewhere have told them something that has misled them and as as caused their mind to be to be corrupted by such, so they act out of the abundance of their heart. You see, I have I have I have thought of it one time in a moment that it is good that we have forces, and when I say forces, I mean the the military arms, the paramilitary arms, out there intelligent agents out there to to serve as you know protect as help services to protect the city and the land and the countries from external enemies and many things and we see many military men fight insurgencies in many nations as a matter of fact in nigeria where i am we have Boko Haram's and we have many other insurgencies that are occurring in the in the country and we have militaries sacrificing their lives to protect the country and many things like that. And police officers arresting and trying to defend the, the citizens of the, of the country against robberies, frauds, and many acts that are against the law. But, you know, I have come to discover that those things are good. But really, they will solve nothing. Now, don't miss 
understand. That's the problem, misconception. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We need them to keep and to, to enforce the law. But fighting terrorists is not about having militaries to defend the land. Because you cannot beat a man that has made up his mind. That was why the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Jewish people were so frustrated when they met Jesus. You know, one of the greatest fears of every man should be should be death. Yeah. In short, as a matter of fact, one of the things that men are trying to escape in life is death. If you meet every man, whether they say, uh, what is your greatest desire? Every Most people say, ah, to be rich, to be rich, to have money, to do this. Why do you want to be rich? When you think and you sit down, deep down within you, you want to have control over death. Because you believe when you are rich, you'll be able to enjoy life to the fullest, to avoid depression, to avoid sicknesses. Most people have died just because they didn't have only 10,000 naira to pay. Some people have died just because they could just raise funds. So many people need wealth really because they want to live. Some people just say, hey, I want to. it's not really because you want to show, it's really because you want to live. And even showing is part of your living. Amen. So, most people want to go into wealth. I mean, want to get wealth, want to get money, want to get financially stable. So, people want to control their debt life. Their debt story because they want to have power over their life. So, one of the greatest threats of humanity is debt. But when you meet a man like Jesus, <laughs> and he was not scared of death one bit, now that's a dangerous man. And it takes the mind to get to that stage of life. That you meet a man that is not scared of death. Nothing is more frustrating than such man. Nothing in the world is more frustrating than a man that is not scared of death. That means he has made up his mind. You cannot beat such man. You cannot. That's why the Pharisees were really, 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 really angry and frustrated whenever they meet Christ. What am I saying? What I'm trying to say is most terrorists are not scared of death. Why? Their mind have been made up. They've got an information that was a deformed information, an incomplete information, a dark information, ignorant information, and they have been fed with such knowledge from childhood. <laughs> They've been fed with such knowledge from childhood. They grew with such knowledge. They ate with such knowledge. They lived by such knowledge. They believe it and they live it. So they can't just grow up and you tell them that what they have believed for over 40 years is a lie. It, it doesn't add up. That's why I see many Christians, quote and unquote, I see many Christians trying to minister to souls. And I see them 
you know like you want to enforce your your knowledge on people it doesn't work that way that's why you need to understand the kingdom concept when you understand the kingdom concept your evangelical life system will be more effective will be more effective because you now understand how christ won people to himself it wasn't by going about to preach from one from one corner to another corner in short as a matter of fact when you go to the scripture most people that Jesus preached to when he was traveling from one village to another and performed miracles for they, they deserted him when time came. Right there in the book of John, they deserted him. And Jesus told them, He said, Don't I know why you are following me? Is it not because of I multiply the bread and the fishes for you to eat? I perform miracles before you. So he said, I knew why you were following me. So evangelical, you know, life is not measured by how many thousands of people you can carry along. It's not. Jesus was deserted when the time came. But do you know how Jesus warned people? If you want to know, don't miss any day of our of our lectures during the Saturday period. Don't miss any day. I won't share it today. But we'll share later in the in the future while we are teaching on the kingdom. So you can't just wake up one morning and tell those kind of people to just drop their belief for over 40 years. It can't work that way. That's why it took God 40 years to just change the mind of the Israelites because they have been under bondage for over 400 years. How can you just change it overnight? And as a matter of fact, God could not still change their mind. They have to all die in the wilderness. And God had to wait for the generation that did not experience the, the, the slavery situation. He had to wait for that generation, the generation of Joshua that was born. They were born in the wilderness before God could take them to the promised land. Because the people that experienced the wilderness, I mean, the 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 slavery of israel the people that experienced it they they could not just easily change their mind god could not change their mind and god had to make sure they did not enter the promised land because their mind could not be changed he stated it right there in the scriptures so god is so intentional about the knowledge you carry that's why before god can send the man god drills the man it's not because see when i meet people and you are too quick to jump out and do things you will not last because god deals with men before he sends them not really because god can't just send you abraham had worked with god for years and here comes god telling him abraham i am god walk before me and be perfect so can you see he has worked with God and God, now God is not telling him now now start working with him so God what have I been doing since I've been I've been I've been crawling sometimes when we meet God <laughs> that's why you need Jesus I tell people you want to meet God everybody you want to meet God uh, you will not last God told Moses you want to see me you will die you will not last you need Christ you need him why because he is the simplicity of God you cannot understand God's system as a kingdom if you don't meet Christ and the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you, you need Christ. 
So the God is intentional about the knowledge that you carry. That's why he drives men to make sure they don't carry a misconception. They don't carry a half-baked truth. They carry the truth, the truth to the people. To the people. So you can't wake up and tell a man that has believed in a thing for years to just change his mind and tell him all you have been doing for over 40 years. You will end up in hell. You can't win such man. In short, you will only be endangering your life by doing so. I hear of many people, they go to some... I don't want to go into some stuff because it will sound... It will sound controversial. But we still need to deal with those things because we, if no one arrives to speak the truth, people will continue to suffer, especially the children of of God, quote and unquote, the Christians, they will, we, we, many will suffer if you do not come to understand the kingdom of God. Many will suffer. Many have see, many have died in persecution, not having business dying. It, I tell you know, jokingly sometimes when I discuss with my friends, I tell them jokingly that you see when we get to heaven. You know, before we come back to earth, when we get to heaven to just take a break, many of us will be shocked at the kind of welcome message that we, we will get from Christ. I tell you, to some people, when they when they die and they go meet the Lord, this is the message they will receive. Welcome, but who sent you? You are not supposed to be dead now. I tell you the truth. You know the Bible makes make us understand that in heaven they were there was weeping. I, you know, ah God, God just help me. I need. I don't, I'm I'm trying to go into a lot of things that I I need to take my time. I need to take my time building you up in in, in a certain knowledge so that you will understand what I'm trying to say. So you will not just come and say this guy is teaching heresy. I it is not my will. It is not my way. My personal way to be doing this. When God gave me this message and I began to go through it, I told God, God, why me? I don't need, I don't want to talk about these things because it will cause a lot of chaos in, in the body of Christ. And God said, you need it. As a matter of truth, this is what Christ wanted. And I have come to do it. I am obeying as he has told me to. So I am going to do it fearlessly. So we're going to, we are going to be going into a lot of things. Misconceptions upon misconceptions that has taken the life of many at the wrong, at the wrong time. And, you know, we celebrate them, call them martyrs. We, we go around celebrating them. It's good, it's good. They have made, made sacrifices. But it was so unnecessary in God's sight. Because you could have lived and fulfilled your days in, in, in the land of the living. But because of misconceptions, you, you are, go against laws, you go against principles, and they were killed. So I, I pray God humbles our hearts to be able to receive the truth in this season. And I also pray that God gives me utterance and helps me not to mix and add to his word and to give and serve his word as he speaks and as he wants it accurately in the name of Jesus. Amen. So my people, I am telling you that the greatest or the greatest weapon is a man with the right knowledge and the greatest or the most dangerous weapon is a man with the wrong knowledge with the wrong knowledge with the wrong knowledge the greatest key 
to living effectively is understanding the concept of life. The greatest key to living effectively is understanding the concept of life. You can't live well when you don't understand concepts. And what are concepts? Concepts are like principles, laid down principles that were, were brought up from, you know, that were, how will I put it, that were brought up, that were built from the original idea of the of the manufacturer they are laid down principles that work with a product that were better from the original idea and purposes of the manufacturer of the maker so when you talk about concept of life it means the, they were they are principles that were better from the concept and idea of god for the for life for the creation of the world so for you to understand and to work effectively you have to understand concepts of life if you do not understand the concept of life you will keep struggling as a truth as a matter of truth every conflict and struggles of a man today is rooted in misconception when you notice any area of your life that you are struggling with is because there is an information that is either wrong not true or not completely true partially true and like the saying goes uh, um, an half big truth or an half truth is no truth at all and half information is no information is also equal to wrong information in short half information half truth does more harm than no truth it is better you believe in the wrong thing than for you to believe in the truth that is not completely true. You are, a man is more dangerous if he has a, 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 an information that is not complete. He is more dangerous, not only to the world, but to himself. It's more dangerous than a man that has no information at all. Because when you don't have an information, you don't move. You remain stagnant. So it's still better. At least you are safe where you are a little bit. But when you have an information that is not even complete, then you move. And when you move, you, you get stuck in the middle of nowhere. And you are worse than the man that doesn't have any information at all. So when you notice areas of your life that goes to struggles, that you are struggling with, you are having conflict, area of your life that you are going through a lot of conflict, is it maritally, financially, um, academically, you know, career-wise, you know, spiritually, relationship, in relationship-wise, and many areas of your life that if, you know, you are trying to, you are struggling, trying to find solution, addictions and many things it is because you do not have the right truth or the truth you are you are you are you are deformed in knowledge you are deformed in knowledge you are sick you are a sick patient amen so when you know there misconceptions are the cause they are the roots of conflicts today as you know let me give you a scenario to to enjoy a gadget purchase you are expected to 
you are expected to go through the manual. Are you with me? When you purchase a gadget, you are expected to go through the manual that you find in the gadget. Why do you need to go through the manual? Why is it important that they will put a manual in every package of your gadget that you get? How can they just give you the gadget and say go and use it the way you like? Why would the manufacturer put a manual in it and demand you to read it? Why? Because ideas on the gadget are embedded in the manual. Ideas of the manufacturer are embedded in the manual. So that means I, the idea that the manufacturer had before creating that gadget or that product, he has simplified it to your own understanding because if he gives you the, the his own terms, you might not understand. So he simplifies it. That's why manuals are usually small in size compared to the product. They are usually just small, just few pages sometimes. So that you can read and understand in your own language, in your own terms. So the, the manual serves as the mind of the manufacturer concerning the product. And it demands that you read it. It demands that you read it. A refusal to go through the manual would cost you a lot of time and energy trying to find for yourself the right functions to use to get a particular result out of the gadget. So when you are trying to, when you refuse to read the manual, you will struggle for days. It will require your time, require your energy, trying to struggle, trying to find the function that is right to get a required result in from that manual, from that gadget rather. So for you to get, for, for instance, for you to get a function that will rewind, when you do not read the manual, you begin to press fast forward, you begin to press play, you begin to press stop, you begin to press different buttons, different buttons, and you will spend time, energy, wasting time looking for, oh, where is the right function? Where's, why? Because you did not read the manual. It is not because the manual was not provided. It is simply because you chose to be ignorant and to reject that knowledge. Because probably you felt, I don't need it. And that's what is many. Whenever you meet people and they are too quick to say, I don't need it, need it. They are usually one of the most foolish set of people on earth. Even when you don't need it, you first be calm and see if you really don't need it. Even when you feel you know in, in, enough. And there is nobody that knows enough. Nobody. Nobody. There is nobody on earth that knows enough. Because the Bible makes it clear. We all know in part. Even a medical student, a medical doctor rather, that has spent about six years of his life studying just one thing. After he's done, they still expect him to further, to become a consultant. After he's done, he still does research upon research upon research. Even the human body is too complex for you to learn within seven years. Too complex. Too, compl too complex for you to learn between seven years. So you are expected to keep reading, keep doing research, keep reading till the day you retire or the day you die. 
Are you with me? So when you refuse to read the manual, you will suffer, you will struggle, you will waste time, you will waste resources, waste energy trying to fix what has been fixed. Is that not? Does that not resonate the, the lifestyle we live today? Trying to find solution to what has been provided for. Trying to solve problems that God has solved already. Trying to heal people that God has healed. Trying to trying to find way when God has created ways, a way rather, or the way. Trying to create systems when God's system is supreme. So you you see, man struggle, try to do many things because he refused to read the manual. He refused to search God's mind. He refused to accept the knowledge. God has made everything easy, just like a manufacturer, every good manufacturer, a wise manufacturer will do. The manufacturer doesn't ask you. Do you know one thing? That you do not pay for manuals, do you know? Manuals are usually free. You you can never go purchase an Apple product and they will tell you, okay, now that you have paid for the product, where you know there is a manual set aside, so you are expected to also pay for this manual. So please bring forth your money. And we give you, and it is very important for you to get this manual because without it, you can't operate on this phone. And many of us will not buy it. You will buy it even when they put price on it. Because you know, after buying such an expensive phone or an expensive product, now they now ask you to buy a manual to operate the product effectively. Will you reject it? No. But the funniest thing and the great thing is that most every manufacturer give out manuals for free. They will never put a price tag. I've never seen anywhere in the world that a price tag is on a manual. <laughs> then we need to check what is wrong, what is going on. So manuals are usually made, they come, they come free, they come easy, they come close. The manufacturer will make sure the manual is what you see first before seeing the product. When you open the, the package, you don't see the product. I have got product in my life and I have opened. And every time I open, I don't see the product. I remember the time I got a phone many years back. When I opened the carton, the first thing I saw was not a charger. The first thing I saw was not the earpiece. The first thing I saw was not a cord, USB cord. The first thing I saw was not a phone. The first thing I saw was a book placed on it, on top of it. And I was expected to read the book even before opening the product. Many of us do not read it. And it reflects even in our life. It reflects. That's why many of us we miss out from the functions. I am also guilty of it. I'm not saying I, I am not guilty. I remember the time the phone I'm using presently. I was trying to find a key for a screenshot, and I began to struggle. Ah, hey, screenshot! Hey, screenshot! We could not find screenshots functions. The functions that will give you the screenshot result. I began to search, do this. It got to a point I had to go on Google and search. Please, so this particular product of phone, how do they get the functions for screenshots? Then I began. Then they gave me the result. 
then I tried it and it worked. What I have spent weeks, months, years trying to do, I just went and it came. And that was it. And I was so like, wow. 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 Knowledge is really powerful. Knowledge is really powerful. But if I had read the manual, I would not have, I would not have needed to waste my data on trying to find information from Google. And it's so funny and it's so great that even when you miss out from reading the scripture, God has provided an internet connection to his realm called the Spirit of God. Though you need the scripture, you need the Bible, but we now have a solid network connection that we connect us to the mind of God via Christ. Amen. Amen. I hope you are being blessed today. I hope you are being blessed. I'm about to round up because today is just a foundational class. So it's not going to take much time. Praise God. So concepts are very important. Information is key. When information is deformed, then there is a problem. There is a problem. Struggles are usually signs, are usually proofs of lack of information lack of right information struggles when you begin to when you find a, an area of your life that you are struggling you are struggling you don't need to start binding and casting you just need knowledge you need knowledge when god was to send the savior he did not send a man with sword he did not send a man with armor he did not send a man with guns he did not send a man with with shield he did not send a man with different kind of weapons the bible said he sent word he sent his word he sent his word unto jacob and he lighted unto the children of israel it lighted upon the children of israel so the bible makes us understand john chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word was god and the word was with god and the word became flesh the word became so when God was to send solution, he did not send any angel, he did not send any warrior, he did not send any policeman, any soldier, any military man. He sent his word. He sent his word. Why? Because his word is the key to our life, to our effective living. He sent his word in form of flesh. So concepts are the key. Understanding concepts. Understanding concept. What is what are concepts? The word concept was coined from the Latin word conceptum, conceptum, spelled as it's pronounced, which means a thoughtfully conceived. So when an idea is fully conceived, it becomes a concept, or it gives birth to a concept, or simply put it this way. A concept is the embodiment of original ideas put together. So when you talk about concepts, they are embodiment of original ideas put together. Original ideas. So when you meet a man planning, you know, when you meet a product, you you really don't know the product until you meet the manufacturer. So because the manufacturer has the concept and that's the embodiment of ideas that brought up that product it is not just one idea that brings up the product it is ideas coming together 
to form a concept that the product will work upon. The product will be able to effectively produce the purpose, the original intent of the manufacturer. So concepts are original ideas, embodiment of original ideas put together. This means to know and understand how a thing functions, you must understand the concept behind it. To know how a thing functions, you must understand the concept behind it. The purpose of a thing is right in the concept of that thing. So for you to be able to effectively know what is the purpose of this thing, understand the concept. The concept will reveal its purpose. Let me give you an example. For instance, by understanding how a car was built, you automatically know that it was not proposed to ride on water or to fly on air, but to be driven on land. By understanding how a car is built and how a car is made to function, by understanding the concept of a car, the concept of a car, you will know by default that a car is not made or was not made to fly a car was not proposed to to swim or to ride on water it was not proposed to ride on air it was proposed to be driven on the on the road i hope you understand that so concepts so the concept of a thing reviews its purpose when you understand the concept, the purpose is known. When you understand the concept, Christ is the concept of God. So when you understand Christ, then the purpose of your existence is revealed. The purpose of your existence is revealed. Because God's thought, the Bible has made us know what God is thinking about. And if Christ is the embodiment of God's thoughts, then it's important you meet Christ. Because if you know what God is thinking about. You really want to meet Christ. And what's God's thoughts? The Bible said, what is man? That you are mindful of him and you take thoughts of him. What is man? That your mind is full of him. That means God does not have any other thoughts than man. I, I don't think you got that. God has no other thought than you. <laughs> God's thought morning till night if there's anything like that in his dream is about you about you it is there in the scripture god is thinking about man nothing else than man nothing else than man everything he does is because he's thinking about man so if he's sending his word if he's sending his logos if he's sending the embodiment of his concept of his idea if he's sending his concept in form of flesh then you will really need to meet that concept that's why I said, no man, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to God except through me. It is not, it is not pride. It is just the truth. Nothing but the truth. Because you really need to meet him if you really want to know God. You really need to meet him if you really want to know God. Amen. I hope this is getting interesting. I, I really hope so. And I really hope you are being blessed already. So the concept of a thing is also known as the origin or, or the origin rather. It is known as the origin or beginning of the thing. 
So when you meet the concept, you have met the origin or the beginning of that thing. Because concepts are foundational. So when you want to meet the the when you want to meet the foundation of a thing, meet the concepts or understand the concept rather. When you want to meet the foundation of a thing, understand the concept of the thing. You've met the foundation. You've met the origin. You've known the origin of it. Amen. Everything made in life starts with an idea. And an idea fully conceived forms a concept. I have said that earlier. If for any reason a thing loses its value because it was used for the wrong purpose, to correct this, we have to go back to its beginning. If a thing is being misused because of a misconception, that means it is used wrongly. Then you don't need to really get bothered. All you have to do is to visit what the original intent, the original purpose, the original idea. So is to visit the concept of the thing. Then the purpose will be known. So we have to visit the beginning to correct the present situation of that thing. Are you following? Because we stated that concept can also be referred to as the beginning or the origin. So to correct a problem, we can visit the concept or we say we visit the beginning of the thing. <laughs> and what is, whatever is not or was not in the original idea in the beginning would be readjusted in the present so when you have located that this thing is being misused that's why it is function that's why it is malfunctioning this way then you need to visit the concept the the beginning the original idea so whatsoever is not so in the beginning of that product then it needs to be readjusted in the present does that sound familiar Whatsoever was not so in the beginning, it means it needs to be readjusted. No wonder when the Pharisees came to question Jesus on the issue of divorce, his response was shocking and amazes me to you today. His response amazes me to you today. Matthew 19, verse 4 and 8. Quickly, if you are with your Bible, Matthew 19, verse 4 and 8. And he answered and said to them, have you not read? This is after they came to meet him and they asked him about divorce. Now, listen to Jesus' response. Listen. And, you know, I've told you that Jesus is the embodiment of God's thought. So, if you want to know what God is thinking, meet Jesus. Listen to what he's saying. Look at what he's doing and observe. Now, see what Jesus is about to say now. That means this is what God is thinking. So, Jesus said, after they asked him about divorce, Have you not read? That he who made them at the beginning. Please, if you are with your Bible, can you can just underline that word, the beginning. He said, he who made them, who is he? Who is he referring to? God. That made them at the beginning, made them male and female. So, you see, they came to meet Jesus about divorce. And Jesus went to the beginning. If you were part of the Pharisees in those days, you will get frustrated. Because 
what you know in Yoruba today they they will say something like kilagbe kilaju. What have we asked? What are you? What are you? What answer are you giving back? That does not correlate with what we have asked. That's what they felt. We really ask a simple question, and you are giving us a complicated answer. In short, you have just even frustrated our our our, our confusion. You have frustrated our efforts because you are referring us back to beginning in to the beginning. Were we there in the beginning? Yes, we were. But don't let us go into that. So you are taking us back to the beginning. What was our concern with the beginning? But don't forget, Jesus is God's thought. That means what is God trying to say? They will see in that verse 8. He said to them, verse 8 of that same chapter, Matthew 19. And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning... From the beginning, it was not so. From the beginning, it was not so. From the beginning, it was not so. So whatsoever is not so in the beginning should not be so in the present. So what is God saying? Because Jesus is God. Jesus is the embodiment of God's thought. That means what God thinks is for man to be restored. He has to go back to the beginning to check what God original idea was in the beginning. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this. So God is saying, for you to fix a problem, don't just jump at it. Examine the foundation of that problem. Examine the concept behind that product. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the beginning, which is also the concept, is the foundation of the solution of a thing. So the beginning of man, God's beginning of man, God's original idea, foundational idea of man, his concept about man is the solution to the problem of man. <laughs> Jesus was simply saying, you all missed the concept of marriage. When he was responding to the Pharisees. That's what he was saying. He said, you all miss the concept of marriage. And if you want to get the best out of it, you have to go back to the beginning. You have to go back and understand the original concept of marriage. Not your own philosophies. Not your own ideas. Not your own cultural beliefs. Not your own, you know, not your own teachings, university teachings, school system teachings, not those things, not those philosophies of marriage, but God's original idea, which is God's foundational concept of marriage. Now, we're not doing marriage counseling here, but I'm just trying to show you an example of how God deals with situations. Please, don't forget that we are still dealing with the kingdom. We've not just started. I'm taking us through foundations. So, nothing hurts God more than a concept misunderstood. Nothing else, God, more than a concept misunderstood. Your sin does not frustrate God the way your misconception frustrates God. As a matter of fact, the root of your sin is misconception. Is misconception. So if it will take in his life to correct every misconception, and uproot such misconceptions, he does, he does not mind. If it's going to take God his life to just correct a misconception, 
about himself to the to humanity he does not mind laying down his life and that was that was the exact thing he did that was the exact thing he did because he took in his life to correct a misconception to correct a misconception he does not mind he does not mind god does not mind because concepts are very key to the effectiveness of the of 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 the, the to the effectiveness of man they are key they are key they are key and he also promised to uproot every knowledge every concept that is not from him he will see to it that such are uprooted that is not of him god knows what the key to man's redemption and healing is god knows he knows what the key to man's redemption and will and healing is and that is his mind the key to man redemption and healing is his mind his mind so he will destroy every concept that does not come from him so as to save man from his destruction he will destroy every concept he made it plain in the scripture he stated it clearly a good example matthew 15 13 a very good one matthew 15 13 this was after jesus has explained a lot about the mind and see what he said he said matthew 15 13 he faced his disciple and said but he answered and said every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted every plant and what plant was he talking about after jesus has explained where real destruction comes from which is from the heart the mind he went further to say god's plan on seeing to it that every misinformation misconception and the teachers of them will be uprooted from the surface of the earth by god by his father so even god made a promise a vow that he will he will he will uproot every misinformation every misconception and even the teachers of them that's why you have to be careful and check what you are teaching in short one of the greatest job that i usually scared of is teaching because the the judgment of a teacher is worse than the student is worse that's why I'm happy that I'm not the one teaching today. The Holy Spirit is the one teaching. He's just using me as a vessel. So I'm not a teacher. I'm just a vessel. Glory to God. So the judgment of a teacher is worse than the student. Amen. Amen. Another good example of God's plan to destroy every misconception can be found in the account of Paul. Check 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. Quickly, let's read that and we and we round off for today. I, I am exhausting the time already. Second Corinthians chapter 10, 3 to 5. Verse 3 to 5. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. I will start with the New King James Version. For though we walk in flesh, we do know we do know war according to the flesh. We do no war according to the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, 
casting down argument and every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I know that might look com- complicated, so let me use the message version. The message version, that same scripture, the message version from verse 3. Now listen very well. The message version. He said, the word is unprincipled. <laughs> the word is unprincipled. It's dog eats dog out there. The world doesn't fight fear. The world does not fight fear. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. The way the world fights their battle. By cheating, by misconceptions, by misunderstanding. We don't fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade... That means the tools of our living on earth aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Oh, I love this version. He said, the tools of our trade is not for marketing, it's not for business, it's not for manipulation. And what's the two, the, the, what's the, what are the tools of, for our trade? They are the word of God, the truth of life. It is not for, for, for business. It's not for, it's not for marketing. It's not for show off. I am not going into the word of God to come and shout, Rema, Rema, Rema. No, 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 no. That's not what it's for. It's not for people to applaud. It's not for people to come and say, Ah, this guy is fire. This guy is deep. This guy is deep, deep. What are you deep about when lives are not being transformed? So, Apostle Paul is talking here, and he said, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, that is not what our trade, the tools of our trade is for. It's not for marketing, it's not for manipulation, to manipulate and try to bamboozle people so that they they can be under your subjection, so that you can use them as you want. No, God will judge such people. You saw that in the previous scripture. God will judge such people. But he went for that. In the message version, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Entire massively corrupt culture. Please, asteric culture. If you are using the message version, I I would come to that in 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 probably a few weeks to come. We will deal with cultures, and you really enjoy it. Cultures. They are very deep teachings. Now, he went for that. We use our powerful God tools. And I've told you what that tool is, the word of life, the word of truth, the knowledge of Christ. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought at emotions ah mark that word emotion we will deal with emotions god will really help us ah god i'm trusting you for a lot ah fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by christ ah into the structure of life the structure that's concept concept that's the meaning the structure of life is the concept of life so he said that word structure there is the word concept. So he said, 
eating every loose thought, every thought that is not together, every thought that is loose, that is just outrageous, that is out of God's concept, bringing them together. Every emotion that is not of God, that is loose and impulses, bringing them into the structure of life, the concept of life shaped by life, by Christ, not shaped by philosophies of men, not shaped by by cultures of men, not shaped by traditions of men, not shaped by knowledge of men, not shaped by by by, by the research and sciences of men, but shaped by Christ. The concept of life that Christ orchestrated because he is the embodiment of God, God's God's idea. Are you with me? So you can see how God is meticulously dealing with misconceptions, meticulously dealing with misconceptions in this time and season. I could go on and on and on and on in showing us how God is so intentional about what we allow into our mind and the concept we build our lives on. They are very important. So God is so intentional about it. Without any doubt, understanding God's original concept for life is the key to real life. One of the concepts misunderstood today is the concept reintroduced by Christ. The concept that Christ brought, and remember that every message Christ taught is God's idea for man. And God's idea is the original, the origin, that means the beginning of man. So his original purpose of man in the beginning is still his purpose till now. Are you with me? The Bible says the purpose of the Lord standeth sure. Many are the plans in the heart of a man, but God's purpose prevails. His purpose does not change. He might change his plan, but his purpose does not change. He might change his style. He might change the, the method, but his purpose remains the same. His purpose remains the same. Amen. So one of the one of the concepts misunderstood today is the concept reintroduced by Christ thousands of years ago. I use the word reintroduced because it has been introduced before by God in the beginning. Don't forget in the beginning. It has been introduced by God in the beginning, but man lost it due to disobedience. So Christ came to reintroduce it to us after paying a great price for it. You know, I said earlier that if it cost him his, de- his debt, he will do it. He will do it just to reintroduce the right concept, the original concept. He paid a great price for it, a really great one. But it's a great pity. Hmm. Hmm. It's a great pity and concern to see what caused Christ is life still being misunderstood till date today it is still being misunderstood and for this reason millions billions have refused the gift of God freely given to them by Christ thousands of people have refused it why because the people carrying it to them don't even understand what they are carrying so there is a misconception that has caused a deformity in the information that is being passed across. So it is not pleasing to men to accept. What a loving God we have. That it never gives us on it never gives up on us. 
he will always keep coming keep coming till we get it right and he has come again in this season he has come again in this season so what did christ reintroduce that's the question because if we say everything that christ did thought spoke is the solution to humanity because that is the thought of god because christ is the embodiment of god's thoughts then it means everything christ is about to say and everything christ introduced the thing that christ came to reintroduce is the solution to man not any other thing that man creates himself amen so the question is what did christ reintroduce we'll be dealing with that next week so please don't miss it it's going to be a very wonderful time today we've laid the foundation to next week we're going to continue with the with more of it so next week we'll continue with what did christ reintroduce we go into the scriptures and dig out what christ discussed what christ taught how did he start his ministry what were his first words what were his consistent words so we'll go into it and check because every of his words are god's thoughts and god's thought is the key and the solution to humanity amen so wherever you are i just want you to begin to tell god father thank you for this great teachings i've heard today thank you for revisiting my my the concept that i've had thank you for making me understand that concepts are keys getting the right concept are keys to me working effectively now i am ready lord come and open my heart lord help me to understand your concept help me to understand your kingdom concept that i may work effectively and become your satisfaction in the name of jesus tell him tell it to your father yourself Tell it to him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. So next week, don't miss it. Tell your friends about this, that a great teaching has started and the Lord is set to do. He has done already and it's set to get manifested in the lives of everybody, including myself. I am also learning. I tell you the truth. I have not gotten, I have not got anywhere. I am learning. I am not claiming to know it all. I am just privileged to have this little information that he has taught me and he has told me to teach you. I would not teach you if he didn't tell me. I have got this message about three, four years ago and he has been taking me on this message for years, for years, but I have not, it hasn't come to me to, to teach it. I was still trying to apply it to my life, trying to see how true this is. And I, I tell the truth, it is true. It is the way, it is the way, it is the way. It is the way. So... But until this year, when he told me the time has come for you to teach the, the, the gospel that I mandated, mandate you to teach, which is the gospel of the kingdom. And I tell you, I have, I have tried to dodge this just like Jeremiah. I have given him many excuses, just like Moses. But yeah, I am today doing his bidding. And I pray the Lord reveals himself because he is the owner of it all. Amen. So please do well to invite. The quota you can add to God's move in this season is that you invite people to hear the word of truth. Don't just listen to this yourself. Invite someone. Talk to just someone. That, ah, I have this online podcast too, and their teaching are really serious. Can you just listen for once? You can. The, the podcast is going to be here for for a while. The, so you can just ask them. Go listen to this. Try to describe the, 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 
the podcast to them, the title to it, so that they will go to it and click on it and play for themselves, so that they will not just miss out from the foundation of it. And they will really be blessed, I tell you. So tell your people, invite at least one person, one person. That's how you get you get to join in the work of God, in the in the mandate and the move of God in this season. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you for joining this evening. Till next week when we meet again, remain blessed. Good evening, everyone. All right, my name is Kenny Wonders. As some of you are accustomed to already. So welcome to the last Saturday of the month of January. It also happens to be the first day and the first um, Saturday for RMY weekend lectures, which is going to be running throughout the year. So this is the first of its kind. After the successful retreat we had together last week, and there were great testimonies that came in, it is going to be a great year for everyone, I believe. So today is going to be our first day in the in the class of of God. <laughs> so we're going to be having our first lectures today, and throughout this year we are going to be on a series. It is called the Kingdom Series. Uh, God has laid it upon our hearts to to teach the his gospel on the kingdom to teach what he has asked us to teach for years and this year he has made it a mandate for us that we we teach nothing else out of the kingdom nothing else out of the kingdom so this year we're going to be on the kingdom series it's going to be a great dose for many people it's going to be an enlightenment for some it's going to be a reorientation for some and for some it's going to be new because I I, 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 I I can bet with you that what some of us have been hearing what some of us grew up to to have been taught what some of us grew up to believe many of them are going to be um, how will I put it now many of them are going to be dealt with and for some, you would have to unlearn what you have learned and have to relearn. Jesus said, how can you pour a new wine in an old wine skin? That a new wine goes into a new wine skin. So for many, you your mind will be renewed. And as you allow the Lord to touch your life during this year via the weekend seminars and other lectures that are going to be coming up i trust that you will really be transformed light will really get to you and you will really see many truths about the kingdom of god that will that will blow your mind i tell you i have been on the dose for years and you know, every every day seems to me that like a new day that I'm just getting a fresh revelation. 
whenever I sit down to do my studies on the kingdom, it's as if everything I've even known about the kingdom before was not even sufficient enough. There are every every day is just like new new things are being being reviewed, and I'll be like, wow, we have really suffered so much as Christians, quote and unquote. Many of us have really suffered so much because um, we have we have we have struggled for long with religion. We have struggled for long to please, you know, trying to please God, trying to please our spiritual father, quote and unquote, trying to please our our doctrines, our um, interdenominational doctrines trying to you know many 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 things that we have been trying to do trying to live by the standard of what the world calls christianity trying to live by their standard so as i began to learn more about the kingdom of god i began to see the light of god no wonder jesus said come unto me who you that are uh, labor and are heavenly laden he said and i shall give you rest said bear my yoke upon yourself for my yoke is easy my yoke is easy you know you know our today word i'll be using the word christianity for the meantime but as we go into the teachings after many months many of you we would only start with that it's not to cause some confusion so we'll start from the foundation so many people many christians believe you know for 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 god to to be pleased with you you have to go through a lot of tough times you know it is true that there are tough times in the world the fact that you are born in this dark world you would face a lot of challenges but facing a lot of challenges isn't god's will towards him the belief system in many people is that you know to get to god you have to go through a lot of pain you know i have seen people misunderstand fast I, I thank God we are a commission that is also built on fasting and prayer. As, as a matter of truth, we just concluded a, a series of fasting and prayer retreats. So, But I have seen many people have a lot of misconceptions about fasting and prayers, you know, especially fasting. You know, people believe ah, the more you fast, you know, the more God is pleased with you and they, you just have to go through pain just to please God and get to God. But here comes Jesus saying, bear my yoke because it's easy. But what our religion has taught us is that Christianity is meant to be hard. In short, in short some people use this scripture to back it up. They say to themselves that it is written in the scripture that Jesus said it, that narrow is the way <laughs> that leads to life and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And I begin to ask myself, do we even really understand what Jesus was referring to? Do we really understand the plight of God in that scripture? Many people read into context, into the into the, the scriptures. They, they, they read into it instead of them to read out of it and get the revelation out of it. They just blindly read the scripture and they miss out from information. So one of, one of the things I believe God is going to be doing during this season is that it's going to be breaking down a lot of misconceptions because one of the greatest enemies of God are misconceptions. 
one of the greatest enemies of God are misconceptions because God, God's throne is built on justice and righteousness. And righteousness is, is embedded in the truth. Justice is embedded in the truth and the truth is found in God's word. So when God's word is being misunderstood, when God's concepts are being misconceived, then that is the greatest enemy that God has ever faced. Not Satan, not any demons, not any dark angels, not any principalities, not any power. The greatest enemy God has ever battled with are misconceptions, misunderstanding, which comes from the mind. The mind. So the greatest enemy of God is a mind not right with God. The wrong motive, the wrong concept of a mind. The wrong mentality, the wrong mindset. They are the greatest enemy that God has ever faced. And that is what God is going to be dealing with during this year. God is going to be renewing our mind. God doesn't have issues with our body. God doesn't have issues with our spirit. Because he knows that once our mind can get it right, every other thing fall in place. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? but lose his soul the mind the soul is the key to the entirety life of man so the greatest enemy of god is not the devil is not satan is not lucifer whatever they want to call him or dark angels or principalities the greatest enemy of god are misconceptions so god is going to be dealing with a lot of wrong concepts during this year and it's going to really be a great time because I am not just teaching. I, in short, I am not teaching anything. I trust the Holy Spirit to help me all through. And many other committees will be coming to bless us as the Spirit of God helps them. But not only do I want to teach, I also want to learn. As a matter of fact, I wish I am the one learning and you are the one teaching me right now. But as, as, as God should have it, He has, you know, He has <laughs> given such responsibility but not only has he given it to me he has given it to every one of us in, in irrespective of what we do in in our fields or whatever we find ourselves doing he wants us to understand the kingdom and to propel it show the world because that is the cure to the chaos that is going on in the world not religion not religion not even christianity christianity is not the cure religion is not the cure the cure is the kingdom understanding the kingdom when jesus came he did not say i have he did not say repent repent for christianity has come no that was not his word he didn't say repent repent for islamic has come no that was not what he said he didn't say repent for religion has come no that was not what he said he said repent for the kingdom is here repent for the kingdom is here. Now, if we want to believe, the Bible calls Jesus the Savior of the world. That is just, that's the meaning of his word, his, his name rather, Yeshua, meaning Savior. Yeshua. So if the Savior is coming to the world, that means whatever the Savior is bringing, then the Savior believes is the cure to the world chaos. I don't know if you are getting me. I've not started the teaching. You know, I'm just laying a foundation for us. Let me go over that again. If 
the Savior is coming. Okay, let me give you as an example. Let me give you an example rather. In form of a scenario. Assume a, a person is sick. Or assume, God forbid, someone you know is sick and has been down for probably days, maybe seven days. You've tried everything you could to restore, to revive the person. The person is not coming up. Then you called a doctor. Now, in that scenario, the doctor is what? Is the savior. So the doctor asks for every symptoms. You give the doctor the information. So the doctor sent somebody to come and diagnose or something. Maybe one of his boys or one of his apprentices that is working with him. Go diagnose the patient. And the, the, the person came, went through, checked around, and saw that, hmm, this person is battling malaria. This person was diagnosed with malaria. So malaria is, was the problem. But you didn't know because you are not a medical practitioner. So every drug you've used was just a waste. Now, it was a chronic malaria. So the doctor had to come down and brought every kind of malaria dose, anti-malaria dose rather, to treat the, the, the patient. Now, whatever the doctor brings, it only means that that is what that patient needs to survive. If the patient needed water, the doctor will bring water. If the patient needed bread, the doctor will bring bread. If the patient needed injection, the doctor will bring injection. If the patient needed just tablets, the doctor will bring only tablets. And if the patient needs the tube, the doctor will bring both tablets and injection and even drip if that's what the patient needs. Are you, are you, are you following me? And I hope you understand. I trust the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. So, it means whatever the doctor brings is what the patient needs. Let me say that again. Whatever the doctor brings or prescribes is what the patient needs to live. That is what the patient needs to live. So, you cannot argue with the doctor and say, Doctor, why are you giving me chloroquine? You are not the doctor. If you can save yourself medically, then you shouldn't call the doctor. So the fact that you need the doctor, you don't want him. You need. You are the one that wants to live. The doctor is fine. He's healthy. You are the one that wants to live. So the fact that you call the doctor just simply means that you need him. And it means he has a knowledge you don't have. So whatsoever he tells you, you will do it. You can does that sound familiar? Whatsoever the doctor tells you, you will do what? You will do it. Does it, re does it resonate anything in your mind? Yeah. Mary, the mother of Jesus, he told the people at the, the wedding in Cana, he told them in Cana, he said, whatsoever, talking about Jesus, he said, whatsoever he tells you to do it, I mean to do rather, sorry, he said, whatsoever he tells you to do, he said, she said, do it. Don't argue. Don't doubt. Don't contemplate. Don't bargain. Don't misunderstand. Don't add your own. Don't remove from it. Whatsoever 
E tells you to do, do it. Why? Because E is the savior. E is the doctor. You are the patient. So you do not argue with a doctor because you believe he knows everything is him. Same with Jesus Christ. He is the savior of the world. So it means, because the Bible makes us understand that he is the logos, logos of God. That means he is the embodiment of God's idea. So whatever is, is in God's mind, whenever you meet Jesus, you have seen everything on God's mind. So if God is thinking healing, if you see Jesus ill, that means that's what God was thinking. No wonder Jesus said, whatsoever you see me do is what I see my father do. So Jesus is the embodiment of God's mind. So whatsoever Jesus speaks, Whatsoever Jesus teaches, it means he is teaching out of the revelation of the mind of God that he is. Jesus was not just a, a, a being. He was just not a, a, a normal son that was just saying, no, he was God's mind walking on two legs. Jesus was God's mind and he is still. But I'm referring to when he was on earth. So when I use the word was, I'm not saying he's no longer. Only that now, not only is he the mind of God, but by the experience of redemption, we also that have come into that light of God, we are now God's mind walking on two feet, just like Christ was when he was on earth. And he still is, as he seated on the throne. So he, he was God's mind walking on, on, two, on two legs. I hope you are following me. So it means whatever he teaches, whatever he speaks, whatever he does, are a resonance of God's thoughts, a replica of God's thoughts. Oh God, Kabashiad. I don't know if you are if you are following this. Please get this. Please get this. Please get this. So it means what does it mean? It simply means. If you want to know God's will, you don't need to go far. God's will has been made known and plain enough for our level. Because the Bible says, for we know in part. So that means the knowledge God reveals to us now, it means he, he, he believes we don't need more than that. You know, I see some people try to go into some some doctrinal deep teachings. You know, they want to start going into, uh, I don't want to mention topics like that. Things that obviously God has made it obvious in the scriptures that these are none of our business. It has nothing to do with the development of our soul. And it's so serious. That's why you need to be careful about who you listen to. I tell people, it's not every, quote and unquote, it's not every man of God you have to listen to. But don't let me digress. So you have to be careful. So even if you want to know the will of God, you don't need to go far. The will is right there. Right there in the scripture. From the book of Matthew to the book of Acts chapter 1, you will see the will of God complete, undiluted, accurate, correct, precise. So, when you need to know God's will 
for humanity. Don't go too far. He came already. And he was written off already. So everything you need to know is already there in the scripture. So what am I trying to say? It means if God says he wants to save man from destruction, if God should say, I want to save my own creature, my creature, my creation from eternal damnation, and he sends his mind to possess a body and called him Yeshua, meaning the Savior. Then the Savior came and began to teach out of the embodiment of the knowledge of God that was bestowed upon him. Then it means whatever he teaches is what we need to do to survive, to live, not even survive. To live effectively. It means whatever it teaches is the cure or are the cure to our life, to the chaos that the world is going through. But it's a pity that though Christ won the battle over 2,000 years ago, but the devil diluted and he knew that he had lost the battle, but there was only one weapon he has. The Bible says, do not be ignorant of the devices. Now, please note that word devices. It is not same as power. <laughs> I'm about to say something very sensitive now that will destroy your religious belief. I have heard many people say something like this, that don't be deceived. The devil is powerful. It's, not, it's just that it's not as powerful as God. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I am I'm not sorry anyways to tell you now whether you believe or not. Don't worry. When I when we go deep into the into the teachings on the kingdom, I will show you scripturally when the power of Satan was stripped of him. I will show you right there in the scripture. You've been reading but you've never come to conceive or probably you've not even read it. Is right there in the scripture. So the devil doesn't have power as we as we you know appraise him to have, or as we believe he, he does. He doesn't. But one thing that the Bible recognizes that he still has is his corny devices. His corny devices. Now note that word devices. It means he has systems. The devil operates on systems of deceptions. That's why Jesus says, You have your father, the devil, because he is the father of lies. Father of lies. So the devil works on a system, on a system of, of, of deception, of lies. So it means whenever the devil appears to you, you don't need to go far to lie. You have met lie himself. Because everything he says to you comes out of the embodiment of lies. Just the way Jesus is the light of, of God. So everything Jesus speaks comes out of the light of God. That, that's why the Bible says, no darkness could be found in him. It's not because Jesus... <laughs> oh, how will I put this? It's not because, it's not because Jesus couldn't just have darkness. No, it's just because he, he was the embodiment of, of the word of God. He was the embodiment of truth. He was the embodiment of light. So, he could not just lie. He could not just. 
he could not just. Because out of the abundance, Jesus said, of the earth, a man speaketh. The mouth speaketh out of the abundance of the earth. So Jesus' heart was the embodiment of God's thoughts. So everything Jesus ever spoke, nothing that Jesus spoke, he spoke out of his own thoughts. He made it known. He made it known. He made it known in the book of John chapter 14, 15. He made it so clear that everything I am doing that you see me do, I, I did not think it. It was a reflex action of God's, God's thoughts. So that means, let me put it this way. That means God is the thinker. Jesus is the doer. <laughs> if we can use that respectfully. God is the what thinker is the the Bible calls him the creator. Do you know what creator do? They 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 finish everything in their mind. Before if you meet an artist, before an artist starts, he has already finished. An artist doesn't start by starting. Once I, when you see an artist start a work, he has finished it where in his mind. So when God was to create the world, he had finished the world in his mind already. So Jesus is the doer of the finished work of God. So when God finished salvation, Jesus came to do it. That's why when John saw him, he did not say, Behold the lamb that is just going to start the salvation. No, that was not what Jesus, that was not what John said. He didn't say, Behold the lamb that will die for, mm -mm. he said, Behold the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. What, what, what does he mean? Jesus was slain about 2,000 years ago on the cross. That's what we know. But when John saw him, John said, Behold the lamb that was slain before the, world, before the foundation of the world. John was talking about God-finished ideas. He was talking about God-finished mandate. So whatever God finishes, Jesus does. So when you want to know the finished Thoughts and idea of God meet Jesus. If you want to know the will of God, meet Jesus, not a prophet, not a pastor. God could use a pastor to open your eyes, but you, he is opening your eyes not to the pastor, but to meet Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I, am, I cannot leave you as orphans. I am sending someone that is like me. But he said, note, that person will not speak of himself, but will speak of me. Why? He, see, Jesus is not saying that so that they will bring praises to him. Mm -mm. People is to misunderstand this. That's why many people have thought that the Holy Spirit is the lowest of... Mm -mm. I don't know why those things come up, but, you know, as we go into the kingdom teaching, you will understand a lot of things that, you know, religion has bastardized. If I could use that, that grammar. Permit me. So... Jesus is the embodiment. So if you want to know God's will, you don't need a pastor. Although you might need a man that is called a pastor to lead you. But he's not leading you to himself, but to open your eyes to the revelation of Christ. Why? Because Christ is the profound knowledge of God. Christ is the profound knowledge of God. That's why you can't come to God without meeting Christ. It is not because God doesn't want you to come to him. It is because when you come to God and you do not know him, you will, you will, you will get frustrated. So you need to come through Christ. Why? Because Christ is his knowledge. So when you go meet Christ and you get a revelation of Christ, you begin to love God.
That's what happens. That's what happens. It becomes a natural experience. Natural experience. Remember the story of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was trying to please God all his life when he was persecuting the Christian. In his mind, he was pleasing God, but he was actually frustrating himself. He was actually provoking God's wrath upon his life until he met Jesus. Until he met the very day he met Jesus, he bowed. Do you know what it means when you bow? It is not a religious act. When you bow, you are subjecting your own will to the will that is greater. And that is what is going to be happening during this section of kingdom of the kingdom series throughout this year. You, your will will be bowed. Your will will be humbled. And if you can humble your heart, you will see God lift you up. So the Bible says, Paul had to go down. He bowed because he realized that, oh, I have been trying to get to God, but I have got, I have tried the wrong way. So the moment he met Jesus, he saw light and he saw God. No wonder Jesus said, you don't need to see God before you see God. Once you see the Son of Man, you have seen God. Why? Because he is the embodiment of God's thought. Let me, let me, let me, let me move on because if I continue to go deep and deep we might not even touch the topic for today amen so today is just a a background a day of background will be laying foundations before we start going deep and deep and deep and deep and deep and deep and our deep will keep calling on to deep as david said and experienced amen so you don't need to go to a prophet that's why many of us have been have been misled in this generation because we want a prophet to speak when we could be prophets by the Spirit of God. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you do not need a teacher. I'm not saying you don't need a father figure or a mentor. I'm not saying you don't need someone that would, that would lead you or teach you or mentor you to know God more by revealing christ to you that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that when you want to know the will of god to yourself you need to meet christ not any man amen so today god is going to be or throughout this year god is going to be removing things that did not come from him he said whatever my father has not planted shall be uprooted so you will see god deal with many misconceptions in your mind it's not going to be an easy thing i tell you the truth because the greatest battle in life is the battle of the mind the greatest battle you will ever you will ever face in life is the battle of the, of the mind it is what i am still fighting and god has been helping me it is what every man on earth is fighting See, let me tell you the truth. Every man wants God. Let me put it this way. Every man needs God. Every man needs God. Whether he believes or not. Okay, let me put it this way again. Every man is in search of God. And when I use the word man, note that I am saying both male and female. I have said this several times that man is a spirit. So I'm talking about both male and female. So every man needs God. Every man is chasing after God. Even those that call themselves atheists, they are still chasing after God. Every man is chasing after God. 
Every man wants God. <laughs> but you cannot get God without understanding his concepts. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot enjoy God without understanding his concept. And that's why he sent his concepts in form of a body and became a man to show us what God is thinking. But it's a pity that many people now misconceived the concept and it became a misconception. And we began to build on misconception. And nothing is more dangerous than that. So today we'll be dealing with understanding the kingdom concept. Understanding the kingdom concept. Understanding, if you are with your jota, you can write. Understanding the kingdom concept. The kingdom concept. Amen. It's going to be an interesting. I, I am sincerely excited about this season. I am sincerely excited about this season. Because it means a lot to many things of my life. It it's 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 shedding light, shedding light. In short, it is pouring light <laughs> into many areas of my life. And it's going to do same to you. It's going to do same to you. I am really I can't really wait to to go into these things. So today we'll be starting with understanding the kingdom concept. Just 